Pittsburgh Steelers and NFL draft fans abroad. You're at the right place and at the right time. It is the Steelers fix on behind the steel curtains network of podcasts. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. My name is Andrew Wilbar, contributor and NFL draft nerd at the website alongside fellow NFL draft Nerd. Nerd. Yeah, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Jeremy Betts, legendary Jeremy Betts, <laughs> who is wearing an Ohio State hat today. We will explain yeah. a little later why. But Jeremy, first and foremost, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. This is going to be a fun show. Um, two fantastic uh, sets for you guys today. I try not to give it away, but uh, two fantastic interviews that we're doing uh, on the show today. And uh Two great guys, and I think you guys are going to love it. Um, appreciate you uh, listening in to the Steelers Fix. For those of you that are new to Behind the Steel Curtain, or maybe you were not with us in, during the last draft process, last year, Jeremy and I had the opportunity to interview a handful of NFL draft prospects, and we had a blast interviewing mm. these guys. Um, probably the most notable name from last year's group was Bailey Zappi, who uh, – had a very impressive first year, getting a chance yeah. to start a couple games, looks to have some potential um, and definitely some NFL value, whether it be with New England or another team in the future. Um, we also interviewed, you know, Daryl Baker Jr., um, Quentin Lake, um, you know, just a guy that has mm. some ties to the Steelers because of his father, Carnell Lake, um, Zacoby McClain, and there were others. I don't want to leave other names out, um, Jeremy, but we had a blast last year, yeah. and I know that we're going to be looking forward to over these next couple months, getting a chance to talk to some more of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, each time we do, I think I'm just reminded uh, of, you know, these guys are, are pursuing their dream and, you know, they're taking the, the time out of their really busy schedules right now to talk with us. And it's just, a, a, it's just awesome that they would do that, that they would, um, you know, want to spend some time uh, talking to you and me and, but really talking to our listeners, um, you know, let's not take it for granted. These guys uh, taking this time to do that and, you know, let's root for them all, whether they become uh, members of the black and gold or whether they become members of the black and purple, Uh, you know, let's root these guys on and uh, you know, just uh, understand they're human beings that, uh, you know, live in their dream. So it's a lot of fun. Well, without further ado, we're going to jump into that first interview. The first interview is Oklahoma running back Eric Gray. And Jeremy, before we go right to it, you know, talking to Eric, it, it was a we had a blast talking to yeah. him. Very balanced guy, guy yeah. who can wear a lot of different hats. And when you it translates to his game as well. You're looking at a guy who could very well run a sub four five forty at five foot eleven, two hundred fifteen pounds. He's got all the tools to be a starting back in the NFL. I'm excited to see yeah. what this guy's going to do. You know, just in the little bit of tape I've seen of him, you know, as a pass catcher, you know, when he hits full stride, he looks like Alvin Kamara on the open field. Yeah. And, you know, as a runner, he's got, he's got decent power as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, at the NFL level, he's, he would be a, a Steeler fan favorite though. Cause he, he runs like a Jalen Warren to me with that pop and that, um, that explosiveness. Uh, he's a, he's an angry runs kind of guy, you know, so uh, he'll, he'll be a fan favorite. Uh, for or not not after very long uh, for whatever team he lands with uh, great interview though um, great personality and really engaged with us I really enjoy him well we'll be back in a few minutes but until then enjoy our first 2023 NFL draft interview with one Eric Gray Pittsburgh Steeler fans we are just a few short months away 
from the NFL draft and some of the brightest and best prospects in this class are doing everything they can to improve their stock between now and April. One of those prospects is Oklahoma running back Eric Gray. And Eric has now joined us on the Steelers Fix. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Let me start yes. by asking you this. You know, you have a lot of events coming up. You got, you know, the Senior Bowl coming up. You've got the Combine, the Pro Day. You got a lot of things coming up. What is the thing you are looking most forward to over the next couple months? And what are you doing to prepare for it? You know, the thing I'm looking most forward to is is really every day, you know what I'm saying? Getting to go to workouts with these different guys that are doing the same thing as me, trying to work as hard to improve our draft stock. You know, the senior bowl, getting a chance to go out there one more time in pads, you know what I'm saying, to show how you are as a football player. And then being able to go to the combine and show how you, you know, the player evaluations, being able to just improve that draft stock is what is the most thing I'm looking forward to. Being able to show teams that that um, being able to show teams how great I am and that I'm the best for sure. Man, that's awesome. I, I think that, you know, when we when we just see you guys on TV and stuff, you kind of get um, just a glimpse of, of what you are. And so what we want to do today is just really get to know you. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, your decision to transfer um, after 2020. Um, going into 2021, you went to Oklahoma from Tennessee and you know, just how has that that decision impacted you as a player? And then, you know, what can you gain from those experiences during that process transferring that'll help prepare you for the transition to the NFL as well? Gotcha. So that was that was a hard decision for me because sure. all my friends went there, my best friends. I lived with my best friends. They were my roommates. Um, just being at Tennessee, I wasn't too far from home, you know, quick three hours to Nashville, two hours to Knoxville. It was a, it was hard. It was a hard decision, but it was a decision I felt I needed to make at that time. You know what I'm saying? For me and my family, sure. I felt we needed to make that decision at that time. And Oklahoma taught me a lot. Being able to play under DeMarco, who's been in that room, who's been in the league and has played at a high level, just the things he taught me about being a pro every single day, the the what it takes to last long in the league, what it takes to have a long career in the league, um, just the different stuff, being able to go to – you think about Tennessee – I was the um, I have the record for the most touchdowns in Tennessee. So Tennessee was kind of home base for me, being able to go away to Oklahoma and still create that same success that I had at Tennessee was very um, inspiring for me because, you know, you don't know where you're going to go in a draft. You don't know a team. I should say you don't know what team you're going to go in the draft. So being able to be able to go anywhere and still have that same success, that was a really big for me. Now, talking about Oklahoma's offense, you know, the past two seasons, you had a big piece you were a big piece of that offense and you know you had a chance to work with a lot of talented guys some of which are already in the nfl some that are going to be coming on with you in these next uh in this next year or two you know how would you describe your time at oklahoma and how you know i guess the better question would be who had the biggest influence on you i know you mentioned um demarco but is there you know are there other people that you want to give a shout out to just to help get you to the point where you're at now most definitely you know demarco uh, this year alone, DeMarco, um, Coach Schmitty in the weight room, the, just getting us better physically. You know what I'm saying? And the and it's more with Coach um, Coach Schmitty, not just about lifting weights. He gave you a mindset of no matter what's going on through your day, no matter what's happened before this lift, we got to get this work in. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a, an important piece of just every day. You know what I'm saying? When it's time to work, it's time to work. No matter what's going on somewhere else, when it's time to work, when it's time to get the work in, the ability to be able to lock in and work for that 
hour and a half, two hours, maybe it's a game, three and a half, three and a half hours, being able to lock in and work is a really great um, attribute that they taught me at Oklahoma that I'll cherish forever. Man, I'll bet you're excited to hit those NFL weight rooms, right? Get to work like that. No school messing with you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Get to kind of choose your own workout a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Um, Man, you had nearly 1,600 all-purpose yards this year. Uh, you put up a career best 6.4 yards per carry. Fantastic year for you. Um, watching you on tape, we just see explosion and and like an angry style of run, of run. Uh, I think, you know, when you look at the NFL, we as Steelers fans, we love that about Najee Harris, right? Mm -hmm. We love his his angry style of running. Um, but, you know, what the stat sheet doesn't really show is your abilities in pass protection, your mm -hmm. your abilities as a well-rounded back. Right. So my question to you is, do you think that, do you feel that you can be a true third down or three down back at the next level and, uh, you know, contribute in all three phases, runner, pass catcher, uh, pass blocker? Do you feel you can do that at the next level? Most definitely. Um, I'm very good with learning an offense, learning an offense, learning the defense that we're playing, learning schemes. I'm very good. I pick things up quickly. Sweet. If I study it the night before, I can really have it and I can pick it up and I know everything about it. So me knowing coverages, knowing where the blitz is coming from, I think is a big thing with running backs, knowing where it's because if you know where it's coming from, you can kind of expect it. You can get your feet in the ground. You can you can punch right. If you don't know where it's coming from, that's when you kind of get off balance. But when you know where it's coming from, you get your feet right in his technique. And I, to me, pass, pass blocking is about want to. You got to be up there and go up there and do it to show you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Most of the times you got to read safeties, read the rock of the safeties, read the coverage to know where the bliss is coming from. So I definitely think that I will be a um, three down back in the league. And when you mentioned about like playbook, picking up playbook, mm -hmm, picking up mm -hmm. schemes, mm -hmm. how much did that transition from Tennessee to Oklahoma help you in that aspect? Definitely helped me because I had to learn. So when I got to when I got to Tennessee, I had to learn an offense. Then when I got to Oklahoma, I had to learn an offense last year. And then I had to learn a whole new offense this year. So being able to learn those new off new offense in that short span of time is going to help me learn this new offense going into this next season. One of the things Mike Tomlin always talks about um, is embracing the discomfort. And mm -hmm. I think you, that's what you're talking about, right? It's like mm -hmm. there's always going to be change. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always going to be adjustments to be made. And sounds like that's what you, one of the strengths you feel of your game is that you can you can jump with those. You can you can move with those. And so fantastic, man. Uh, awesome, Andrew. I think you got another question. Yeah, I want to ask you a little bit about your background. You know, you have a rich running back heritage in your family, from what I understand. Your father, of course, he played running back at Tennessee State uh, back in the '80s. Um, he was actually a running backs coach in high school. Um, and then your uncle is Maurice Hall, who, of course, played at Ohio State in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. What have your family members who have played taught you and helped you with in your endeavors to become a well-rounded back? So my dad coached a lot of football, me growing up. He coached at a local high school when I was growing up. So I saw every kind of player. I saw the best of the best players who maybe didn't have the grades. Or I saw the player who was okay, who had the grades, but he wasn't good enough to kind of go to a big school. So for me, I saw all those kind of players I'm looking at. I used to ask my dad, why are they not going to college? My dad used to be like, they don't have grades. So I took it upon myself as young that, that classroom is going to be my most important thing. The field is going to show up because I've been playing football since I was four years old. My dad has been my coach. I think he didn't coach me in middle school, but he coached me little league all the way in high school, all of that. So him, him teaching me how important the classroom was, was definitely instrumental into my life 
because it, it just allowed him because he says it all the time. He could have went to a big school, but he didn't have the grades. He didn't have the push from his family to be able to focus in on schoolwork. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say schoolwork. And then when my uncle playing at Ohio State, he gave me kind of the vision of playing at a big school, what it takes to to make it to college and stay in college and be a well-rounded back in college. That's fantastic. I mean, you obviously look up to those guys um, as inspiration for you. Do you have uh, any specific running back that in the game today that you kind of model your game after? I would say I watch, you know, I watch all of the guys. I'm the type of guy that's watching everybody. I mean, I used to go back and watch Barry to Walter Payton yeah. to every single body, just trying to figure out what make them so great. You know what I'm saying? If I can steal something from Barry or steal something from Walter Payton or these different guys to try to Earl Campbell just to see what made these guys so great. I used to do that all the time. But today's game, you look at like a Alvin Kamara or a C-Mac, Christian McCaffrey or somebody like that who can run routes out of the back, who can catch out of the backfield as well as run the ball efficiently is definitely who I would look at. Or Saquon is definitely who I would look at. Fantastic, man. Um, You know, I think when you start looking at the game today, it is all about – it's about the passing game. It's about being a well-rounded person right. uh, or a well-rounded player uh, there. Right. But, you know, the foundation for it is those guys you're talking about, Barry mm-hmm. Sanders, uh, Walter Payton, mm-hmm. um, uh, Franco Harris, who just yeah. passed away this year, you know, mm-hmm. tough-nosed runners who who led football teams. And, uh, you know, I think we saw kind of a shift back towards that a little bit in the NFL right. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're coming in at a great time for your skill set, man. I think we got some rapid-fire questions for you now, just some some fun we, stuff. We okay. do. And before we move on, though, for those of the younger people listening and stuff, some things to glean from this, you know, we're talking to a guy who's you know about to head to the NFL but is still prioritizing school, is mm-hmm. prioritizing working out, taking good Mm -hmm. care of his body. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of different things to having just being balanced overall. A lot of, you know, a lot of times just in, you know, when you deal with people day to day, even at the store, we see so much imbalance in the world, being able to have that balance. You know, you don't have to be one or the other. You can be both. You can Mm -hmm. be, you know, Mm -hmm. both an athlete and, you know, good in the classroom. And that's, you know, that's something great that you mentioned there, you know, kudos on that. And before Um, we go any further, I just want to say, that my mom is the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan ever. Hey, yes, he is the go. biggest Steelers fan ever. Here we go. I just wanted awesome. to let that be known. Man, you should have brought her on. We didn't have a good time. <laughs> ever. <laughs> awesome. Hey, good deal. Hey, if a couple years from now, once you're a star in the league and you want to come back on, bring your mom on and stay, we will stay we'll have a blast. I can right say I got you. I got you. Well, with some rapid fire questions, we're just gonna go with a few back and forth. What would you want to be if you were not a football player? I would want to go to med school. I want to be an anesthesiologist. Wow. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, what's the biggest game you've ever played? The biggest game I've ever played in? Mm, that's a good question. Sooners play a lot of big games. Yeah. I'm Tennessee thinking too, about man. it. Tennessee, too. Yeah. Uh, the biggest game I've ever played in my, the biggest game, I would say, I would say Oregon last year because it was such a turning point for us. Oh yeah. Oregon was such a turning point from us coming off that Oklahoma state game. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of turmoil in the, with, with Lincoln leaving, it was so much turmoil and us to go out and dominate Oregon as we did. I would Mm -hmm. say that was, that was the biggest game. Just great. for us, atmosphere-wise. Yeah, great choice. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. What would you say is the best single trait or the strongest aspect of your game? 
my ability to make people miss. Definitely my ability to make people miss. Um, Because you see in the league, um, that's what you got to do. At running back, you got to be able to make people miss. You can't let one person tackle you. You got to be able to make people miss. So I would definitely say a single attribute. That's a Barry Sanders attribute right there. For sure. That's, that's For fantastic. Sure. Okay. Sure. So, um, okay. So there's, there've been some, some players, you were talking about some running backs like, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, that have played in the past, not necessarily playing today, but yep. uh, so is there a running back that you wish that you could see on the field today that if, when you get to the NFL, you wish you could go up against? Definitely Barry. hundred percent Barry. I agree with you there, man. hundred percent Barry. If his career was longer, wouldn't he be, he had that record. Time, maybe. He would have yeah. that record. I think so. I think so. He would have that record. And I I got to go get it. Yeah, man. Go do it. <laughs> you got to go get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, go do That's it. Right. Well, we got two more. Actually, I'm going to create a third one. These okay. next two are kind of just off topic. I've seen this debate coming, been coming up lately just in pop culture. Waffles or pancakes? What do you prefer? Waffles. Waffles. 100% What's waffles. That? Waffle House is undefeated. It is, man. I got undefeated. one just down the road. I don't go there enough. <laughs> Waffle House is undefeated. Undefeated. Okay, and then what's your favorite movie? So my favorite movie is about the Temptations. It's the biopic of the Temptations. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Was uh, like a docu? A yeah, documentary? yeah. It's, okay. it's about their life. It's okay, about sure. their life, the Temptations. I probably know every word. Really? Okay. Yeah. My I'll favorite check that movie. out. Yeah, okay, good yeah. deal, man. Good deal. Then the last question I forgot to add, you know, when we were – Figuring out, you know, what questions are we going to ask this guy? One question I forgot to add on there, but we always like to ask our prospects. It comes draft night Mm -hmm. and you get a call from whether it be Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, whoever it is, and says, hey, we're going to make you a Pittsburgh Steeler. Mm. What's what's going through your head? Um, Let me see. My phone's ringing. Mike Tomlin. I'm not going to cry. I might, I might cry. I might, I yeah, might yeah. cry. I might cry. I, I've always told my mom. My mom was like, "You're gonna cry." I was like, nah, "I'm not gonna cry." But when it actually comes to draft night, I might cry just because of the emotion of just sure. so much work you've put in, and just for it to finally come into fruition, it's just like wow. Yeah, it's just like wow. Like just that ability, just because you've been working so hard, and that's been your ultimate goal. People say. You go into a little league uh, circle and you ask them what do they want to be. They say NFL player. Right. And for all of that to come to fruition, that would just be my mom would be racing like, yeah. Hey, when I do I need say, to come? Yeah. I was gonna say for mama's team too. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? For <laughs> yeah. exactly, she would be going crazy. Sure. If That's it was a Stiller, she would be going. Everybody in my family is a Stiller fan, except for my yeah. dad. But okay. they would be going crazy. So definitely, if Mike Tyson call, I might give her the phone. Right I might on, give her the phone fair. and be like, "You're not gonna guess who calling me." <laughs> I gotta ask what what team is your dad a fan of then? So he's been a Peyton fan. Uh-huh. He's a Peyton Manning fan. So he was a Colt. Yeah. He was a Bronco. Sure. He probably doesn't have a team now since Peyton's gone. But he was a Colt then a Bronco. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, that follow loyalty. On... I love it. Oh, sorry, the Jeremy. Follow Thank him you. on Twitter at one Eric Gray. Eric, thanks again so much for coming on. It was a blast. We enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Fantastic. We... When you're blazing in the league, making all pro teams, don't forget us, but keep up the hard work and best wishes moving forward. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you. Well, Jeremy, that was fun. We had a blast with Eric and, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see where he goes in the draft. 
but a guy, nonetheless, I'm going to be cheering for in the next level. And I know you will be as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, great guy, like we, we talked about before the interview and everything and, uh, just rooting for him. Um, and then if, if I can introduce this next guy, we got, uh, for the second half of the show, um, Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, from Ohio State, the Ohio State Buckeyes, my Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Andrew, uh, you are a, a gentleman and a scholar in this uh, interview, so thank you very much for handling yourself with a plum. Uh, but, you know, uh, a great guy, and I think you enjoyed the interview as much as I did uh, talking to him and getting to know him a little bit. I did. You know, when the when the pads are on and it's during the season, yeah. you know, things get intense in rivalries. But once <laughs> the pads are off, the season's over. It's like, you know, just getting to be able to talk to a guy on a personable level, you know, yeah. just just appreciate very appreciative of him coming on for the interview and, you know, had a phenomenal season for Ohio State. You know, he's going to be a first round draft pick. I don't even know if he'll be available for the Steelers to yeah. pick. He could be gone before we're on the clock. But just being able to talk to him, get his perspective, a uh, very interesting guy to talk to. I know that you listeners are going to enjoy it, which, by the way, before we get to the second half, since Jeremy brought up the Ohio State, did you see that Aiden Hutchinson Sunday night football intro? That (laughs) was awesome. No, I did not see that. Um, But I've heard people, people told me I need to look it up. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going, if I'm going to. So, I mean, obviously the Lions did not have any scheduled Sunday night football games. It's, you know, it's been a Sunday night football tradition for years for the players to name which college or if they prefer their high school uh, that they attended and give recognition to that. And first one on the Lions defense Aiden Hutchinson, the University of Michigan. <laughs> I, yeah. I I cannot tell you how much I was grinning from ear to ear. I know I shouldn't be mentioning this on a on a show that we're going to be interviewing an Ohio State prospect, <laughs> but I had to mention that it was it was just so cool. And congratulations to the Detroit Lions for finishing an incredible yes. season. They are definitely on the upward trend. We'll see what happens to them in the near future. But serious fans, we're going to be taking our break at this time. When we come back, our interview with offensive tackle and first-round prospect Paris Johnson. Don't go anywhere. You won't want to miss one second. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we have yet another treat for you today on the Steelers Fix. The Steelers are a team in serious need of offensive line help, specifically on that left side of the line. Mm. Could the Steelers potentially consider an offensive tackle in round one of the 2023 NFL draft? Well, if they do, the man we are talking to today could very well be the person the Steelers end up selecting with their first round pick. It is our privilege to welcome to the show Ohio State offensive tackle and projected first-round draft pick, Mr. Paris Johnson. Paris, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Welcome, man. You've got what's up? What's up? You have a. <laughs> I, let me tell you what you got a very busy schedule coming up. You have a lot of yeah. different events coming up over these next couple months to prepare you for the draft. What are some things that you're doing right now to get ready for such events? Yeah, so right now I'm down here and. Um, Florida training, um, me and Jackson and a lot of other guys down here. So right now I'm doing some training for, you know, the combine, but I'm also doing some training with Willie Anderson, just, you know, continuing to imp- improve my game, you know, as an offensive lineman. So 
Good deal, man. Um, you know, we're we're talking to a guy who's played a lot of big time football, a lot of big games. Um, you know, you played for Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, and I'm a unapologetic Ohio State football fan. Uh, my wife is even bigger Ohio State football fan than I am, so she's gonna be thrilled to see this uh, when we're done. But um, man, you've played in a lot of big games. Most recently, a a tough game in the college football playoff semifinal. But man, you guys showed out against uh, a really good team in Georgia. Um, how do you handle though the extra pressure of playing in those games? Because uh, the pressure just increases at the next level, right? So how do you how do you handle that pressure? And uh, you know what 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 is your plan moving forward um, in those big pressure situations at the NFL level? Yeah, um, I feel like for me, you relieve the pressure you feel from games when, when, when you're more prepared for it and, like, the mm. things that you do in practice and, um, you know, what you do in your film study. But at the same time, I feel like it's also like a spiritual thing for me. Like, I like to remind myself, you know, all the things that, you know, that God has done for me and my family to put me in a position to play at a high level of college football it, it, it sort of reminds me, and I remind my teammates before the game, like, you know, we're all meant to be here. You know what I mean? So to feel like, to feel at home in, in this environment in Atlanta for a home crowd for them that, you know, meant to be here, all the yeah. things that had to happen for us to be a team together. So I think when you have that mindset, I don't take that mindset to the next level um, as far as just knowing that I'm, like, meant to be here, all the things that had to line up. And so – I think we take that along with the, the preparation of trying to, to know your opponent and who you're going to face. I think in the moment, you, you, like, you're not feeling a pressure. You're just trying to execute the technique the way it's supposed to be in the moment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic stuff. There's so many minor details, you know, kind of like you were talking about. I mean, even, you know, the providence of God just putting you in places, you know, that you would – never even imagined, you know, being in just the spots that you need to be at, you know, you, you had high expectations coming out of high school. You know, you were a first team all Ohio selection twice. You played in the 2020 all American bowl. You were highly sought after coming out of high school as a five-star recruit. We see so many players that are given lofty expectations, but they don't live up to those. You're someone who up to this point in your career, you have lived up to expectations and now you're about to head to the NFL level. How is a prospect of your nature did you maintain focus during your high school and collegiate careers and deal with those high expectations? Yeah, I think the like biggest thing for me was as soon as I came in, I wanted to hang around all of the 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 vets of the program because you know they, they've experienced a lot more life than me and experience at that level. And I think just trying to learn from them was the biggest thing. Like as much as I can learn through someone's successes, I learn. I feel like I love to also, so like when you watch film, you also want to watch film of, you know, the mistakes of like some of the tackles. Like I try to take, I mean, you'll see the talking to me. I try to take things in life to, to all different aspects of things, even with football. Like, you know, as much as I want to watch a tackle win, I want to watch him lose to see what, what I should not do. Mm. So it's the same with on the team trying to see what are things I'm seeing a lot of successful high school players that I, that I looked up to who play, uh, schools like Ohio State and other uh, big-name schools, they sort of fall off the tracks, whether it's stuff they're doing on the field or whether it's stuff they're doing away from the field. And basically, what can I do to, to copy these guys, but what should I not take from them that I feel like is inhibiting them from sure. maximizing th their potential? So 
I think just trying to find a plan. I mean, I like knew my plan, but trying to take it so seriously, like what is everything I can do to make sure I'm not caught in a situation like them to be held from reaching my goals and, and whatnot. You know, it's kind of hard in college. There's a lot of distractions, but yeah, you know, trying to just to stay locked in, you know? Sure. Uh, kind of a follow-up to that, you know, talking about learning a lot from some of the vets that are there. What have you learned from coach day? One of the, the top coaches in college football, uh, a real leader of men, you know, what's, what have you learned from him? That's going to prepare you for this next step as well. Yeah. Um, I think, um, me and Coach Day um, built a, a great relationship, and I feel like just um, as a football player, I feel like he's a great, like, motivator, and I feel like, um, you know, gives it to you real about the opponent, but then he's one of those things where he reminds, you know, you're a Buckeye. You, you were picked here to, to, to be here for a reason, mm-hmm. and he sort of just um, – he helps – remind the teams like like remind the program who we are despite what the media might be saying or despite what's going on so I think in terms of just being like a motivator and in terms of just um encouraging us to like know our opponent at, at a deeper level I think this season has just been at a different level for us as a program absolutely you know, we were talking about veterans a minute ago. I'd like to t- ask you about current linemen in the NFL. You know, everyone has those guys that, you know, they try to, you know, whether it be trying to compare themselves to or try to play maybe a similar style, maybe they're built a similar way. What are some offensive linemen you look up to the most in the modern NFL? Yeah, um, I would say um, Whitworth, even though he doesn't play. I'll, I'll name some past guys and current guys. Whitworth a lot and Willie Anderson because I would say I like to look at guys that play with longevity and you know and the athleticism eventually is going is going to fade off a couple years in the league but I would say it's the technique and the discipline and the consistency that I think is just incredible but I would think with current guys um you know obviously and go down the list you got guys like Trent and you got you know Tyron Smith you got younger guys like um, with Drew Thomas. You know, I love to watch um, a Neil play with the Giants, too. I watched his yeah. film all this past offseason of him in college. I love the way he plays the game. Um, Tristan Wirfs, hmm. you know, so I would say, like, there's a lot of, like, young guys who are, like, young in the league, but they're already playing like they're vets, like they've been in there for a couple of years. So I, so I have a lot of guys to, like, look up to on how they've made the transition to the league so fast. Sure. Um, so, you know, when when scouts are evaluating you and everything, you know, they they want to see, obviously, how good it you are at left tackle, right? That's what you've been playing in college. That's what, that's what is your bread and butter, really. But, I, you know, I'm guessing you probably feel like, you know, a coach comes up to you and says, hey, you know, we need to we need to pull you into left guard here for a little while um, until we can get you into that left tackle spot. Or, you know, maybe let's throw you on the right side. Um, while we've got this guy here. Let's throw you on the right side. That's going to be better for us right now. How do you feel about situations like that? Is that something that you feel like you've got uh, the, the ability to, to handle those, you know, different scenarios that may jump up on you at the NFL level? Yes, yes. Um, I feel like um... – 
I, I, I think the situation here at Ohio State is, is, is kind of similar to that. Like my, my sophomore year, Ohio State, they said their goal was put the best five up front. And at the time, I fit at a right guard. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like my mentality is I just want the team to be successful. Um, and I feel like wherever I go, if, if they need me a guard, a right guard or, or left guard to right tackle, I would t- take it on completely. I feel like um, the like worst thing – I feel like when you play offensive line, it's a selfless position. So I think the worst thing you, you can be is, is an offensive lineman who wants to choose to be <laughs> selfish and where they want to play in terms of trying to benefit the unit and the rest of the team. So I feel like whoever I would be at, I would try to be fully committed to being a right tackle or yeah. a right guard, or if they want a, a really tall center, like if yeah. that's what they want, you know what sure. I mean? If, if that's if that's the direction they want to go, I'm down, you know? So, yeah, man. Yeah. Good deal. When you, you know, you mentioned about, you know, the team, you know, it's always so important having that team first attitude and coaches respect that. And I, you know, just from the other players that we've talked to and stuff, I'd like to get, you know, as it pertains to the team, because we can both tell that you are a team-first guy. I want to ask you about some of your teammates uh, that are also going to be in the draft this year. What is the first thing that comes to mind? Jeremy and I are going to spout off a few names here and give us the first thing that you can think of when we say this name. First and foremost, your quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Leadership for him. Awesome. Uh, Jackson. Jackson Smith and Jigba, what do you got? A freak. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first. Really, really though. That's the first. Yes. Yep. Yes. Lathan Ransom. Dominant. Mm. Uh, Zach Harrison, a guy you probably played against in practice a lot. Consistent. Yeah. Cade Stover. Oh, that's my dog. Uh, yeah. That's my dog. <laughs> I can say a lot about him. It's kind of hard to pick one word, but sure. I mean, as a tight end, the way he like run blocks, I know you only want one word, but I want to shout him out. Like, he, I feel like before, before I got to Ohio state, I hated the block with tight ends. It felt, it felt like they're a liability, hmm. but with Cade, Oh my, it's so much fun. And nice. then like just seeing him all the touchdowns he has, and he, you know, he's incredible. He's, That's he's, awesome. he's, all, he's an all around player for sure. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, And then, your guy in the middle, uh, Luke Luke Whipler. I'm, you know, communicator there. Uh, you guys talk a lot. I'm sure. How, what do you feel about Luke? Super smart guy. He's a, he's a super smart guy. He like loves the game. All, all the you know, it's just like the, the football IQ type guy. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Um, you know, just just to kind of like last question here. Uh, the the Steelers um, just signed. Master Teague to a uh, futures contract this last week. And I know, uh, you know, you blocked for him. Uh, great runner for Ohio State. What can you tell us about Master Teague and why why the Steelers need to really give him a shot this next year? Well, at Master Teague, like, you can see by just, like, looking at him, like, dude is, like, physically built mm-hmm. unlike any other running back. You know, you've probably seen, like, especially at his weight and how fast he is. Oh, yeah. So he has all the God – a given talent and like when he runs mad, like he's hard to stop, you know? And then, but, but, but just as a person, you know, he, he's, he's a person who loves God. And I think he's just a, he, he's a great all around person just as a person but on the field. Like when he gets in his mode, like he's hard to stop. 
because his size, you know? Yeah. That's, so, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. One more question before we get to our rapid fire. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a specific type of blocking scheme that you prefer playing? No. Just, that, just that, beat the that, guy that, in front of you, right? Just beat the guy in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right on, man. Cool. Well, it. we do. Yeah, I love that too. Uh, we got we got some rapid fire ones for you. Some just some fun ones here. Um, so we'll just alternate these and just you know give us the first thing uh, pops in your head or or your, your your preference here. Um, so what would you like to be if if you weren't a football player? What would you want to be? Lawyer. I love Lawyer. the debate. I love the debate. There you go. Good deal. What is the most memorable game you've ever played in? And I, I don't, I don't know. Being a Michigan fan, Ohio State fan, I don't know if that a Michigan Ohio State game comes to mind, or if you've got something <laughs> else. I would say the first team up north game, hmm. the like first it. one there, just was, the whole the, the the whole experience from a beginning to end. You know, yeah. it was like like roller coaster in the beginning of like, wow, I'm really in the game. Where they pull the hype videos, the the yellow pom poms. I'm taking it all in, like yeah, wow. To the end, you know. I think just the roller coaster that game was just for me, you know. Sure, sure. Um, so what what would you say is the best single trait uh, or strongest aspect of your game? That when I get a chance to finish somebody, I want to finish them in the craziest way possible <laughs> that I can. <laughs> <laughs> memorable right yeah, yeah. <laughs> make him remember that there you go yeah. which nfl player of the past do you wish was still playing so that you could play against him you, well you said a which, which nfl player of the past so so that you would be playing against or probably thinking you know maybe edge rusher or some sort that you would want to go against of the past that's not playing anymore that's a good question that is a good question this is an interior guy, mainly, but I kind of want to say John Randall, dude, oh, yeah. was just a freak, and he just yeah. played aggressively, and I think that'd be fun. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it would be so cool to see some of those guys. Lawrence Taylor today, you yeah. know, guys like that. Oh, man. Reggie White. We talk a lot about Reggie White at Pittsburgh because uh, we want TJ Watt to, to chase that sack record, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, Okay, so then um, – this is a fun one. Waffles or pancakes? Which is your favorite? Pancakes for sure. Pancakes, pancakes for sure. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Favorite yeah. movie? Favorite movie? Top Gun, The Maverick, or The Hangover? The first one. The first one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that Maverick movie blew me away. I love that movie. That was awesome. Okay. So, last question here. All right. It's draft day, all right. the The day you've been waiting for, uh, you're you're sitting there with your family, and uh, you get that phone call and you pick it up. And on the other end, it's Coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are you thinking, man? If Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers is on the other end of that phone call, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. I I, I had a thought like this the other day. Like when that phone rings, all I know the first thing I'm gonna do. Is look at my mom, and she's probably gonna be crying when she starts crying. I'll be crying. <laughs> there you go. But I, I, I'm, I'm sure as soon as I answer the phone, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to sound like, like I just wasn't crying for sure. That's probably the first. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> sure. But yeah, like I know, I think the first thought for me is that you know, it's real. Like I'm officially in the NFL. Hmm. 
you know, and then, you know, I feel like the, the second thing is, you know, it's like, man, it's, it's, it's still just real. And it's just an honor to be able to play, you know, for such a elite program, you know, sure, a, a franchise programs were for college, but franchise, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got um, you, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, as as Steelers fans and, and working for a Steelers site, you know, we uh, a lot of our, our fans are looking at this from that Steelers angle. And um, but, you know, trying to just remember, you know, this is a this is a dream come true for for you and for for um, your fellow uh, draft classmates. And um, so, man, go go live it um, and do it for all those of us that didn't quite get to chase it all the way to the NFL level. Um, man, we respect you and we appreciate you coming on with us, man. Appreciate you guys. Well, be sure to follow him on Twitter at Paris Johnson Jr. And again, Paris, pretty much reiterating everything Jeremy just said. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. Remember us when you're a star in this league, and we're looking. We'll be looking forward to following you in years to come. Thanks so much. Well, Steelers fans, that is going to bring today's fun to a close. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out all of Behind the Steel Curtains podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to check us out on the editorial side as well, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Until next Tuesday, for Jeremy Betts, this is Andrew Wilbar. We'll see you next week on The Steelers Fix. (laughs) 